Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam fucking Riley. <laughs> Welcome to our first post-200 episode, 201. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we this on Friday we released our latest Away Team podcast, uh, Where No Man's Gone Before. Pretty hilarious. Uh, but uh, one of the commenters said that we should uh, try to work uh, Rape Gang into the uh, opening title track. <laughs> For those of you that may be going, what? <laughs> um, or you've seen it and you haven't listened to it, you'd get it if you're right. listening to it. Because <laughs> we, we don't, and this isn't something we agreed on, but I think it's just a Star Trek fan thing, is we don't like Tasha Yar. And most people that usually have commented don't like her either. <laughs> right, and something that Tasha Yar always says every episode she's in and she talks about the rape gangs where she was attacked by rape gangs on her home or outrunning the rape gangs her shit planet i don't know how this planet is in the federation with rape gangs <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> this rape gangs and you know you know i found i i i found out that the uh the rape gangs were actually chasing her because it was all part of a project that wesley was doing for school <laughs> So <laughs> that's another running joke. You get listen. If you haven't heard our Star Trek podcast, you're missing out. Yeah, because we get nuts on that. The last <laughs> podcast is borderline X rated. 
<laughs> and not in a fun way. Tag marinate. That's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> it got it got real fucking weird. But you know what though? I've I it's it's one of the few podcasts that I will listen to that I've done myself because I have a weird thing I don't like hearing myself. <laughs> I just I just don't. You know I'm very Johnny Depp about it. You know and <laughs> and well you know what it is? It's like I don't listen to the main. My wife asked me like you don't listen to your podcast? I go no. She goes why? I'm like because I said it. it I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> but we have so much fun on the Star Trek podcast that I have to queue it up every Friday when it comes out, by the way, Friday. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'll listen to, especially if I feel really good about a show, like I laughed a lot or had a good time with it. I'll requeue up the show and listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's Star Trek one. I have to keep listening to <laughs> that one gets so weird. Some of our, our tangents on that might seem like over the top and weird, but when you think about it, they make sense. <laughs> you know, go watch the episode. Yeah. The only reason you don't agree with us is because you don't remember the episode we're talking about. That's the only reason. One of, one of our commenters said that we're forcing him to rewatch the series because we talk about okay. because of the way we talk about it. Damn right, you should be rewatching that series at least every two years. Everyone <laughs> should be watching that. How do I have chopsticks in my pocket? What the fuck is going on? Oh, what, unexpected, you know, Chinese food craving. Well, I had um dinner you know, be prepared. I'm a Boy Scout, right? <laughs> dinner to. Dinner tonight, uh, I had sushi with a Guinness. It was very confusing. That's a very odd mix right there. Especially since the sushi was very light in flavor, and then I took a sip of the Guinness, and that, that sushi flavor went away real fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> just seems kind of an oddball choice right there. I mean, that's, you know, the beer was cold, and <laughs> the sushi so, was there, so whatever. Sushi was kind of... <laughs> My soda wasn't cold yet. Uh, oh, that's you know. What are you gonna do? Frame cakes. Frame cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't put the soda in the fridge because Wesley was using the fridge for a for a science project. Uh, well, speaking of Wesley taking up things for uh, uh, science projects, Channing Tatum what? <laughs> is uh, <laughs> officially on board in Gambit. Uh, this just in worst segue ever award. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> it was keeping Channing Tatum because of Wesley's uh, science project. That's why oh, he was officially see that's it. that's why that running joke is so great because you can connect it to anything. <laughs> really, it doesn't have to make sense. Honey, where's like, the, where's the car? Oh, Wesley has to use it for a science project. <laughs> yeah, it's like why were you why were you late to work today? Oh, um, I was working with Wesley for a science project. And, yeah, just ran late. Oh, okay. more often than not, people probably won't even ask you who the fuck is. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know next time, okay? Then if they ask me any details, I'll go lazygeeks.com. Get with it. <laughs> Insta plug. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently, with all the chatter that was going on about Channing Tatum on Gambit, he wasn't officially signed on yet. And like a couple, like about a week or two ago. It came out that it was potential possible that he might be leaving the project, which sent everybody into a huh. But uh, he actually hadn't really signed the deal. But now the deal is official. He's officially playing Gambit, and the uh, reports claim that it was the length and complexity of the character and back end deal, since he's a producer, that were the uh, stumbling blocks. And the length and complexity of the character meant how often. He would be playing that character, and if he would be incorporated into, like, X-Men movies, Wolverine, Deadpool, whatever, 
you know, he doesn't want to get caught up in a comic book franchise. Right, exactly. You know, and uh, and then also the back end deal because he is signed on as producer of the movie. Hmm. So good for him. Yeah, basically he wrote a check. Yeah. <laughs> so um, check to myself, a couple of pennies for them, another check to me. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Isn't every actor essentially a producer? Because, I mean, they're buying their food. I mean, they have to keep the staff going. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, technically, yeah. Um, no, I've, it, I thought about this the other day. Channing Tatum is going to be playing uh, Gambit, and it's supposed to be in the past, but the person who played Gambit in the other X-Men movie looks younger than Channing Tatum. <laughs> right. So what's going on? And what's wrong with that actor? I thought he did a good job. Where'd he go? Uh, well, it it's because it was in the Wolverine movie. <sighs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> I really don't. You know, I get so confused that, over that, who's that, allowed to do what. Well, it's because it was the Wolverine Origins movie, and pretty much everybody wants to disassociate themselves with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't blame him. Yeah, because look at look at fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds. They just retconned that whole thing. We're gonna retell his origin yeah, in that Deadpool. Movie, that... That movie was not good. No, not at all. No. And, uh... Oh, segue right there. Speaking of Deadpool... Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool trailer finally released. Uh, both both the uh, red banner and the uh, the green trailer basically mean the red band means all the curse words are still in there and the gore. Uh, the actual movie is shown. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the fucking Care Bear version that they play in the green one. Right. Which I really hope that most people don't take their kids to go see. <laughs> well, it says rated R. Yeah, but you know, people are. Well, dude, when I went to see Watchmen, it was rated R. I saw this guy bring in his two little kids into fucking Watchmen. They left partway the... through. It's like... And the, the sad part is, he'll blame the movie. Yeah. It's like, you no, you're a fucking idiot, first of all. Rating system. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what I means, like, fucking people are so dumb. Yeah, it's like... Because my wife asked me, she goes, um, that Deadpool, he's a comic book character, right? I said, yeah. She goes, are you going to take the kids? I'm like, no, he's he's a, he's more of an adult character. He's very, very violent, you know, a lot of bad words and stuff like that. It's like the she goes, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. You know, and e- even if I wasn't a comic book fan, I would have go, no, it's rated R. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It makes sense to me. People ask me why I wear the red suit. <laughs> He's got the he red gets it. He got the brown pants. <laughs> oh, I love it. What did he call? What did he call fucking Colossus? Like a cock, cock gobbler? Yeah, a cock gobbler. They, didn't, they cut that one out of the, out of the uh, trailer. Huh. That one in the trailer. But they kept the other. You look like Freddy Krueger fucked a topographical map of that's, that's quote of the year. <laughs> that is probably the greatest quote. You're like a you're like old avocado fucked a, a, a younger avocado. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's supposed to, uh, the re- there's reports that are supposed to be a couple of uh, zingers about Green Lantern in it. <laughs> well, there was there was already in the trailer. It was already yeah that one in the trailer. Don't make the suit green or animated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me here with angry Rosie, a less angry Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> uh, oh, 
But you, if you want to see the trailer, you can see it on the LazyGeeks.com. We have the uh, show note. We have the link in the show notes. Yeah, it's a great trailer, and it looks like the movie's going to be a lot of fun. Especially uh, after uh, Fantastic Four, they're going to need it. <laughs> oh, my God. They just need to give up with <laughs> that franchise. No one gets it right. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why. Fantastic it's not, Four is kind of tricky. Yeah, it's too many characters is what it is. Well, too many it's, characters, and also you, you have to know the tenor on which to take the characters. Because if you take them, <laughs> that Corman version, that can, you know, that still has never been released, you know, you can take them campy or you can take them kind of serious, and it's hard to really figure well, out I had, to go. I had this argument with somebody one time where I said, well, it's too many characters, and they go, the Avengers has more characters. I'm like, yes, but they are individual characters. Right. They stand on their own. The Fantastic Four do not stand on their own by themselves. They're a family. Yeah. You know, they, they're, it's either all of them or none. There's right. not like a Mr. Fantastic comic book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, so they have to, Invisible they Woman have comic. To <laughs> that, that would be now. Um, they have to mesh well. Yeah. You know, they, there can't be too much falling out because where the fuck is he, where are they going to go they live together yeah you know what i mean so it's it's i don't know honestly from what i'm seeing everyone talking shit but that uh that old that older um fantastic Four looks like it was the better movie <laughs> <laughs> hey well consider they uh we're recording this on sunday so preliminary report said it, uh it's gonna come in at like a little over 26 million on its opening weekend originally projected to make 50 then after the reviewer um, reviews came out, they lowered it to 40. It was even projected low. Yeah. And then even after early fan review, they moved it to 30. It looks like it's not going to hit 30. <laughs> Tom Cruise managed to kill it. <laughs> um, That's another thing. That movie would have, to even do marginally better, it would have had to come out when nothing else was coming out. Yeah. And nowadays, that's difficult. There's always something out. Yeah, to, to to show you how much I didn't want to see it, I actually saw Shaun the Sheep movie this weekend. And uh, something wrong with Shaun the Sheep? That was actually really cute. I never, I, funny. I didn't know anything really about it. Heather wanted to see it, so she had kind of a bad week. So I thought I'll take her to see a movie she wanted to see. I actually really enjoyed it at the end. Thought yeah, it was my, that's the um the British British yeah. claymation. Yeah, it's kind like of the thing. same people that did Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, my my kids watched that. Yeah, really. I love it. Wallace and Gromit is fucking great too. Yeah, but this 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 was really cute. I liked it a lot. I really love the adult jokes they threw in there. Yeah, um, they're slick about it too. Yeah, they're like they had the the guy was the guy in the caravan was being carried away to the city, and the caravan hit this uh, cow, and the cow went flying, and then you see a sign for a hotel says "Over the Moon Hotel," and then the cow goes right over it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. That's subtle. Do you notice that the the era of summer blockbusters is kind of dead? It's short. It's getting the big. Shorter. The, well, the big movies don't even come out in the summer anymore. Yeah, they start they come in out like in the March. beginning of the year and shit. Yeah. And then the movies that come out in the summer are like the shit movies that yeah. nobody wants to see. Not Shaun of the Shaun of the Sheep, but but even Shaun of the Sheep. I mean, that's not a shit movie, but it's not a blockbuster. It's not like you know. Yeah. It's not and, Avengers. <laughs> and, and for the amount of, you know, and it actually did pretty well considering how many theaters it was. But this movie, they said that this uh, Fantastic Four came out in more theaters than than any other movie out there right now. And it still did dismal. Um, so they even had that cute chick in it from um, House of Cards. Yeah, there was anyway. a lot of people were complaining about that. They go, they have such a good actress and she was marginally used. Really? 
Yeah, they said that they that um, a lot of people were saying that it felt more of like a, yeah, okay, we did this movie, now wait for the sequel kind of thing. I and fucking I, hate that. I hate that shit. I don't don't. That's 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 a disservice to the fans, is what. Yeah. Is. Yeah, because like you have to suffer through this, but wait till you get to the sequel. Yeah. We're gonna throw this out real quick, and then yeah. and, and the sequel will be better. Fuck right. you. I'm not seeing the sequel now. <laughs> Suck this dick. It's like at the end of Batman Begins, you have the Joker card. Yeah. What? Come on. Dicks. Yeah. I mean, Batman Begins was an okay movie on its own, but it, it was nowhere near as good as the second one. Oh, I know, right? Raza Gould, whatever. Like, yeah, it's a big villain, but Jesus. Well, you got to start small. Yeah. He's not really a small bit, but still. Right. <laughs> we didn't even need an origin story. They should have started with the second one. <laughs> I know who Batman is, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they start dealing with... Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, first uh, we'll deal with the Riddler, Joker, Penguin story. There you go. A Penguin story in that Nolan style would have been the shit. I'm really surprised he didn't go with Cobblepot. Because Cobblepot's a he's an arms dealer, drug dealer. He, he's in he's in everything in that city. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah, I think uh, Riddler would have been a good first villain. Riddler's a hard one to do though. It'd be it, really easy to make him campy. Well, yeah, they already did that, but in a Nolan universe, mm-hmm. could have thought that it would have really kind of showed us a little more of Batman being the detective because we didn't really get that in the Nolan universe. He he had a lot of. Uh, he had a lot of uh, Morgan Freeman to help him in the hard part. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this system <laughs> you have set up here. <laughs> it's like the worst Morgan Freeman voice ever. It reminds me of my day in Shawshank Prison. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was it was it was on the third movie and, and uh Morgan Freeman says like no one can find Bane, and then it's a picture of Bruce Wayne looking back, kind of snapping back real quick. He goes, "Huh? I wish we had a system that could search the entire city and find someone." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That would have been so funny if they put that into the movie." Like if he was really like, "Huh? I guess we shouldn't have fucking blew up that little thing." You fucking dumbass. <laughs> Um, they had to blow that up because it would have been boring you would have caught everyone oh i know it'd be like oh we need to find the joker oh there he is he's on he's coming out of 7-eleven on third and fifth <laughs> you see him with a slurpee and shit <laughs> <laughs> he's got the super big gulp you know big big gulp <laughs> Can you, you, see get a, you see him in the shot and he like gets knocked out of his hand and he just stares at it on the floor <laughs> <laughs> all emo <laughs> Just why me? It's when no, it's it's the tapes when no one's watching the Joker. Like when Joker thinks he's not being watched, he's just sad all the time. He's a sad clown. He's just, like, oh. Every shot they ca- every time they're like, "Where's he now?" Every sh- every shot on surveillance of the Joker is him. Like you know, the coke fell. The next one is the um, he had a uh, a double decker ice cream cone and like the ice cream fell out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the last french fry out of the mcdonald's bag it falls out of his hand and some dog happens to grab it as it's in the mid-air oh, his life just sucks <laughs> and, and the funny thing it's like broad daylight he's doing all these things in full makeup yeah <laughs> nobody cares so people just walking by him and shit <laughs> 
<laughs> you see that he bought he hmm. bought like um I don't know. Oh, he bought like a PlayStation 4, but he dropped it. You see it all broken to the ground. He's just on his knees screaming at the sky. Ah! He takes a piece of a pretzel he just bought. The, the piece is in his hand and the rest of it falls off. <laughs> into the into the gutter into like a stream of water as it just glides all the way down into the, into the drainage canal. <laughs> the, last, the last picture you see is him sitting just at a pub. And just not even drinking the whiskey. He's just staring into it. You know, just and, <laughs> looks and so it, sad. Just staring into it, and then it just kind of falls over. <laughs> Without anything, it just... No, the next image is it's spilt, but he hasn't moved, and neither has the glass. <laughs> it's just spilt everywhere. It's, it's, like, on, the, it's, on, it's on the bar, just like a little bit in the... <laughs> oh, Everything's spilling. This motherfucker <laughs> hasn't drank or eaten anything in two years. <laughs> sad goes back to his car and his car's got a flat tire <laughs> oh my god now that's the old, it's the old school joker mobile with the big joker face <laughs> in the front and nobody notices like no, cops drive can't. by you know cops walk by one cop's leaning on it as he's talking to somebody <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Joker tries to get a hooker, and the hooker's like, "No, <laughs> he has some big wad of cash." No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a Nolan movie. I'd see. <laughs> I would. I would see that <laughs> a thousand times. <laughs> Take the, true, the true life files of the Joker. <laughs> Super sad. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, no wonder he was trying to kill everybody. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> One shot is him putting his clothes into a washing machine, he puts the quarters in, it fills up with water and then stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we've all been there too, and that sucks. <laughs> Opens it up and his clothes are just sitting there in that pile of water. I remember I was having a, a really shitty day and I had to go do a load of laundry before, right before work, of course, you know, because I forgot to do it the day before. <laughs> and um, I'm like, fuck. So I, I run to go do the laundry, put the clothes in, fills up, and then just stops. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no drying it. They're soaked. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> not even there's not even soap in it <laughs> i still remember you know that where i used to live where the 7-eleven is oh right there's a lawn a tiny laundromat right next to there oh yeah there is isn't there yeah that's where we used to go and well used to until we found the one on uh i think it's on van nuys it's a bigger one it's open 24 hours anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> they had something was wrong with the machine, but it still worked. The, I don't, but the sign was in Spanish, mm. which is a, for for that neighborhood that was fine. Right, I, I didn't care, you know, <laughs> but I needed to find someone to read it for me because I I didn't want to pump quarters into it and lose my money. So I asked the owner, I go, hey, what's the sign say? Um, can you translate it for me so I don't you know lose money? And he goes, you don't speak Spanish, and I and I. I'm thinking to myself, no, I do. I just like when people read things. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, I don't. That's why. I no, because I want to. I want to look at the wall and picture what you're telling right. me. Right. <laughs> I want you to paint me a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> set the scene. So he, um, 
he he goes, you should really learn. I'm like, can you just read the fucking note? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. That's California in a nutshell, though. If you're one of those people that thinks that, like, it's not American that you have to press one to get English, you know, which really who gives a shit. But if you're one of those people, don't spend any time in L.A. Yeah, you'll, you'll fucking shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> the majority of things are in Spanish. <laughs> I've gone into stores where I don't know what someone's saying in Spanish, and they look at me like I'm a clown. Yeah. That only happens in California. Yeah, Everywhere true. else, they go, I'm sorry, I don't speak English. And you go, okay, whatever, and you work with them and help them out. California, you don't speak Spanish? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, sorry. They don't, even try, they don't even try to tell you Jesus if you don't know Spanish. Poor Steve. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of the rare Hispanics that doesn't speak Spanish. It gets so me out of a lot of shit. To... Keeps me out of a lot of shit. They said, "Everyone I got keeps not. trying to talk to him in Spanish." And don't they look at you like you're a fucking piece of shit? <laughs> you don't know Spanish, you fucking piece of shit. No, because I don't even acknowledge them. Like when they start talking to me in Spanish, I'm looking away, and then I look at them. I go, "No," <laughs> and I just turn out like total dick move. Before <laughs> I take ownership of that situation, no, instead of giving, he walks me... away, and then he turns around, and then the, the Spanish speaking guy turns back, and all of a sudden. There's an American flag waving in behind Steve. An eagle I got crosses. The eagle right there on my shoulder. No, 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 no. The flag isn't waving. He has it draped over his shoulders. <laughs> and there's people. There's people with drums. All of a sudden, I raise my arm up, and this bald eagle comes and lands on my arm as I'm standing. Fucking monster truck. Hits a <laughs> ramp behind him and shit. <laughs> Fireworks go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh why? Why? So family. Funny thing uh, funny thing is I'm I Steve and I are not those people that think think that pressing one for English is a problem. <laughs> it's just funny that I I never understood that. Like I, I talked to someone at work and they were like they were calling their bank or something, some credit union. Mm. For one of those people that still thinks credit unions are still a good idea when they're really <laughs> not. Um, it's like, oh my god! I'm like, oh my, god, what happened? Someone steal your money? Like they, they get kind of drastic. No, I'm so sick and tired of having to press one for English. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, well, next time that happens, hand me the phone. I'll press one for you, so you don't have to. So such an inconvenience for you. Uh, me, I my problem is is that I don't I don't care about that. For me, it's like when you have to, when you're on your phone and you're like, please enter in your account number. Then you're trying to fuddle with one hand, trying to remember what your account number is. <laughs> like my what number? Fuck, man! I can't even remember my fucking birthday. <laughs> I don't right. remember where I live. <laughs> We're never gonna get this podcast done. <laughs> Last thing on the that's it for the today show. So <laughs> yeah. The last thing um, is something more personal um, and something that I actually – I thought today that I was sad that Steve couldn't partake in with me because I think I think as much shit you talk, which is kind of <laughs> your MO anyway, I think you would have a lot of fun because you get to be kind of like – you're a drama geek and you get to kind of ham it up a little bit if you want. Anyway, I, t- I take a total uh, IT crowd. Remember when they did the. Yeah, that? <laughs> you should. If people don't do that at the table, I'm going to be upset. Um, Dungeons and Dragons is what we're talking about. So I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was little. 
Um, and then I didn't play for a long time. And then I played when I was living in California with a couple guys at uh, my <laughs> job. Took it to the next level there. What? Why you stopped playing with them? <laughs> it's because they took it to that next level. I don't even remember. I thought they got like too drunk and then they started like. Oh yeah, they well, I'm not a super serious. Like I'm not. It has to be by the rules and all that. I love having a good time. I'm goofing off, but they would just power drink, <laughs> and and they would get so drunk that the game we weren't playing the game anymore. <laughs> like everyone was just sitting around bullshit, and so I just got tired of it. Um. But anyway, my I've been yeah I've been listening to uh, podcasts, people playing Dungeons and getting that itch again, and it is something I really miss, you know, because it it's a whole different thing from video games because it's more free form and you know get you away from a glowing screen for once. And uh, my wife actually suggested, well, why don't you play with the kids? We can all have, make it like a family game night out of it. And then he right. said, I ain't got time for that shit. I was like, fuck <laughs> these kids. No, <laughs> these ain't my kids. No. Oh, you mean your kids? You mean your kids? No, I was like, you know what? I you remember. Think I their father? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I just live here. <laughs> I'm going to get those kids out of my way. No. Um, and I was like, because she told me, she goes, you were going to do that before. And for, for whatever me, reason, you never did it. And I remember it's because we didn't have your a table. <laughs> no, we didn't have a table back then, which is kind of a key element of D&D. <laughs> and I remember when I used to play with the guys in California, they didn't have a table either. Everybody just kind of sat around a room. That's and it was such a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, and um, I was like, yeah, because for, for the kids, they, they would – it's new. And the game can get kind of complicated. So it's easier to have them all at a table so I can delegate what's happening. So I'm like, I got a table now because I got that big-ass fucking 12-seater Ikea table. So I'm like, fuck, I should do this, right? So um, I've started planning uh, an easy – like I was trying to find a pre-made adventure and I couldn't find one. So I said, fuck it. I'll just make my own. Um, and I've got I've got some ideas uh, down and I'm going to start making stuff. But um, I put in the show notes Family Game Night because I, I kind of wanted to extend – um, my kids have shown interest in some board games. Now, <laughs> board games are fu- funny because when you say board games, most people think of like Monopoly. Sorry. You know, <laughs> and those put the board in board games because they're fucking boring after a while. Like you're just like, ugh, I don't want to play these games. But they have other board games like, you know, Settlers of Catan and fucking like the crazy geeky ones. Right. And I'm thinking about extending it over to that, too, and, and just making a thing of it. Um, and start starting to really, you know, utilize all these fucking people in my house to entertain me, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I think it's going to be a good thing, but basically I'm just be playing D and I'm thinking about recording the audio. That might be cool. I was just thinking that might be actually be kind of cool. To, yeah. You know? Cause I have that snowball mic and I could just kind of put it on record everywhere. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, not to, it's not like it's going to be a big production, but I think it would just be something interesting kind of to hear um because i've never dm before like i know how to play D, but i've never dm before so it's kind of be kind of a learning experience for everybody and i think it'll be kind of funny to hear so all the dnds i hear it's adults and they're all you know i want to fucking i want to fuck the barmaid you know <laughs> it's funny but that's that shit's not going to be happening in this campaign obviously <laughs> you know so i think it'd be something hey, interesting hey, hey. 
Don't cut it out. Don't don't limit your options. <laughs> my my five year old son. I'm gonna slap this barmaid with my dick. Um, no, I I think it would be interesting to kind of hear that. You know, maybe maybe I'll put it up. Who knows? But um, it's uh, it depends on how the recording goes because I'd have to put the mic where the map is. Right. You know, so I'd have to figure that out. But and if I put a mic in front of my kids, they ham it up. And that's cool. It's not. It's annoying. <laughs> Everything annoys me. No. no, but that's pretty much it. I'm excited about that. I've been, I've been. The new fifth edition D and D's out, and I've never played that one. Mm-hmm. The one we played was 3.5, and then I played 2.0 when I was a kid. Jesus Christ! I think that was <laughs> old when I played it too. Oh, um, that you want to talk about some gritty D and D? That that was like so many fucking rules. Your head was spinning. <laughs> like attach modifier a to it's like what the fuck um but yeah i need to i need to buy like a few things and i want to do miniatures oh, so there's okay. something tangible for the kids to see because we could do it theater of the mind you know or just like you're in a room this is how the room looks but my kid i mean you know they're new to it right it'd right. be more fun if they can move something around and, and it's easier for me to keep i'll forget there's fucking six people that are going to be playing this game. And I know one kid's like, where am I in the room? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> where, in the back. Where, where, where am I in there? You don't know. You don't know. You fuck this shit. Flip the table over and <laughs> storm out of the room. I ain't playing with you fucking amateurs anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this real. I got you drinking me, bringing me down. Because that was a little thing. Because, like, yeah, my, my wife's going to be playing. Um, and she'll have her own character, but she'll also be helping my, my, uh, youngest boy because he, he doesn't, he's just learning how to read. So he's going to need help with that. But, um, she's never played D and D, so I can't really, I'm going to have to keep track of everything. Yeah. You know? So like if there's a combat, if there's a combat situation, I might teach my oldest daughter at some point, but like, and you have to roll initiative to find out who goes first and what the order is. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I'm going to have to do everything. Yeah. All the all the number crunching and stuff. So I'm not gonna have uh, theater of the mind to make confusing. I wouldn't be able to remember where everybody is. And I like maps, and I get to make it. And fucking, I was actually looking at where you could buy like just a block of styrofoam and some paint. And this <laughs> dude makes these fucking crazy play areas and shit. I was like, I could do that. This is hard. I'm like I'm gonna do it. It's we'll see. Nuts. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, it's going to end up being... <laughs> He's going to buy all this shit. It's just going to be sitting in a bag next to him. And everyone's going to be playing on like a piece of fucking lined paper that I drew a box on. There's <laughs> your fucking room. <laughs> Take a flyer you found outside, just drew a map on the back of it. <laughs> no, but I, I really, I really want to do something special for the kids. Like, I, we have this huge... The table... Ex- is, I got to take a picture of a few, Steve. You extend it all the way out. It's stupid how big this table is. Like, it takes up half my living room. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so we got plenty of space, and I just want – I want it to be, like, an event. You know what I mean? Not just, like, we're playing a game, sit down and shut it up. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get snacks and fucking drinks and all that bullshit. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know? Guinness all, Guinness is all around. And... Oh, I'll have a Guinness. <laughs> That's why I got my DM screen that blocks what I'm doing because I think below it, like – And we're like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Right. Look at one of the kids. You enjoying your apple juice? Cause I'm enjoying mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that sounds funny. Keep let. Uh, should uh, 
let everybody know how it goes. And then, yeah, just, dude, Snapchat that shit, dude. That'd be a good little take. No one's following me on Snapchat. You never know, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You went. You did too much. <laughs> you went too far. Nobody's listening to this, right? <laughs> um, no, I was thinking about um, some way of recording what I'm doing, not video, but just record. Like I don't know, like the process of getting it together and. I might just write it, make it like a blog on the website or something. You could even just like, because uh, what I've what I know sometimes Snapchat or even Instagram is useful for, is like you know, you know before and after like boom, take a picture, set it up the whatever. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. And then it's, at the end, and then just do that, and then just you know, and... or like if I do build, because here we'll do this real quick. I, this is the rough idea. <laughs> it's like gigantic castle and shit. No. It's all built up. Well, you know what I downloaded? And it's a lot of free ones all over the internet is Papercraft. So, like, I actually have – you print it out and it's a castle. That's one of many things I have. It's a castle and you print it out and then it has the instructions on how to put it – you cut it out and put it together. And it's a three-dimensional fucking castle model made out of paper and it's all printed. Wow. And all t- it was pretty dope. I have, like, fucking – like. 200 things like props and tables and barrels and all types of silly shit. So was, I'm, I really want to do all that. But here's the, here's the rough – this isn't even on paper yet. Okay, this is a Lazy Geeks exclusive. <laughs> don't tell my family because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I want it to be dwarven, like a, like a, like a, a forgotten dwarven um, mine. Yeah. Small, you know. But I want them, because they're new to D&D, I want them to have a map. I don't want them to have to sit there and draw a map like I used to do because they're not going to want to do that. They're going to get confused because someone's going to have to be the map. They can do that later when they know how to play the game. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, so we can have an initial quest where like there's a dude. This is obviously not fleshed out. There's a dude <laughs> that says, I have a map to that, that uh, mine, but it's in my basement. But the basement's overrun with fucking rats you know so i'm going to use that so they're going to go in the basement it's just going to be one big rectangle and i'll have props in there and there'll be rats that they have to fight which is a typical DD level one thing you have to fight so i'll use that as them a nice easy fight where they can learn the mechanics of the game then they get the map and i'll have it printed out ready to go you know i'll let the youngest hold the map and then when they get there bam table map and that's where <laughs> all the miniatures are gonna go and and it's i'm excited i'm excited i don't <laughs> fucking care about everybody else <laughs> i'm excited so yeah but that's basically what we're gonna be doing so i definitely i'll figure out a way of because i'm learning a lot of stuff too about how to do it without spending because D is much like magic the gathering where you can spend hundreds of fucking dollars oh yeah and you really didn't need to <laughs> yeah. you know so like it's the just core... one of those things you get caught up in it and shit exactly the core rules for the game are free from their website mm-hmm. you know and then if you make your own maps and shit it's it's you're not spending much and i i think i needed to buy dice for everybody because I don't like dice sharing. That's just weird. It gets weird at the table. <laughs> people start going, I'm, I'm rolling bad bad fucking numbers because you touched my dice. Like people get like that. <laughs> um, so I found like 20 bucks and it's like 15 sets of dice <laughs> in a big bag. <laughs> so 
I mean, it's whatever. And then, um, yeah, so I might put some stuff up about that too. That sounds fun. Because eventually um, I'm probably just going to make my own world that they adventure in. Mm. Because if I pick if I pick a world that's pre-made, I have to adjust everything for children. Oh, right, yeah. Because I can't do... I can have demons in the game, but not in the way that D&D does it. Because there was, there was one that was a pre-made adventure that sounded really cool, but I realized they're talking about cults and sacrificing people. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got five-year-olds, seven-year-olds at the table. Maybe this is a little too heavy for them. You know, because but in my actuality, kid, it's too heavy for you. Well, you know, because <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell it. I would be out there and they, I, I got to sleep fucking night. <laughs> they abducted the 13 year old girl and gutted her like a fish. Like fuck, <laughs> my kids are all just wide awake all night. Like oh my god, they're not even crying to just stare like just like utter stillness, but like they're shivering and whimpering a little bit. <laughs> you know, so I want happy stuff. They're fighting yeah. kobolds and fucking, you know. So if I make my own Gutting world, tear I can control. Yeah, like, <laughs> but if I make <laughs> if I make my own world, I can directly control yeah. what's happening. Like yeah, they're not going to be going to the pub every fifteen <laughs> seconds, you know, right, right. stuff like that. Um, all right, but we don't need to talk about this anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, that's most of the show right there. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Yeah. Thank you, Detroit. Good night. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely keep. Uh, keep us all informed how that goes and when you when you actually lay it out so and i i would say record it too the recording we could even just put a bit of the audio like edit the audio and then put it like at the end of the show or even just make it kind of like a little 15 minute blurb we'll see and and that was the thing too because i was thinking video at first but two things wrong with video one i would need multiple cameras i don't even own one um (laughs) you have your phone yeah but there's i haven't gone to the other two fucking problems um (laughs) The other problem is my wife does not like to be recorded or her photo taken. I st- I think she still thinks it's going to take her soul. Like it, it she if I put a camera at the table, she won't even sit there. She j- it just won't happen. And then all my kids will be fucking with the camera the whole time. Um, and the third thing is D and D is a, an imagination game. Right. And listening to it, you're building the world. Watching it. Yeah. Unless the people are being funny and, and being goofy and, and I'm and they're adding a bunch of graphics like Will Wheaton right now he has a uh, he has a D and D campaign that he's recorded on the Geek and Sundry uh, channel on YouTube very entertaining because he's got little cartoons going with it and and stuff like that but if it's just people playing it's you're essentially watching people do their taxes I mean that that's about <laughs> as exciting as it is you know so but audio is a lot better hey, so I think don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> Taxes simply here two thousand fifteen. Oh yeah. Deduct that ten ninety nine. Yeah. But audio would be cool because in audio I could add sound effects and yeah. and you know, do something special with it and you have that editing just... bit I gave you. So yeah. yeah definitely. So I, I don't remember how to install it because I don't think I ever did. But um I definitely have it. Just install it. I, I definitely have it somewhere yeah. in in the cockles of my emails. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and then we could always throw it up, and especially if it goes, if you do it like going into September or something like that, we could even throw it up as one of the little tidbits for September. Because yeah, my the the plan is to do it at least every other Saturday. That's so cool. that that would kind of fit in line with um our 
kind of schedule for this site because yeah. we don't. We do, this is the this podcast the only thing we do every week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, all the other ones are like once a month and stuff. So yeah. You know, yeah. we'll see. Well, we'll you know. We'll That's the goal, but I still need to get the game together. Yeah. Yeah, so. You still need to do it. So. Right. Uh, all right. Well, um, now we have something in the Take My Money section, and it's actually a Best Buy deal, and it's actually a deal this time. Not usually what Best Buy does, but uh, you know, this is actually a deal. So if you're in the market, so let's say you know, you're like one of those people that are like, dude, I really want an Xbox One. But I really hate using this, you know, Panasonic, you know, tube TV that I got. Uh, this may be the time to get one, because Best Buy is offering a deal right now where you can get an Xbox One and a Samsung TV for 500 bucks. Now, this is how the deal works: uh, 499.98 is the total price on that. But the deal applies to two specific Xbox One packages. Uh, which is the 500 gigabyte console version bundle of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, or the uh, 500 gigabyte uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and Black Flag bundle. Mm. Uh, both consoles normally run $349.99. Now, the TV in question is a 40-inch 1080p LED TV from Samsung. The model number is UN40J5200AFXZA. And that model number needs to be precise because Best Buy will probably try to upgrade you on something. <laughs> uh, well, Best Buy is also very specific about the models. Yeah. So if you rock in there and that model's not there, they're not helping you. Yeah. And the the model itself runs for four twenty nine ninety nine. So that'll actually give you a good uh, savings of two hundred and eighty bucks. Mm. So it's almost like you're paying for the TV and seventy bucks for the Xbox One if you look at it that way. Mm. You know, so. That's that's a really that's good, a damn good deal. It is a damn good deal, and especially I mean, forty inch, you know, I mean, <laughs> Adam was like forty inch though earlier. <laughs> but you know, if it's a good deal rock, for if you're rocking that thirteen inch black and white right. and rabbit ear, <laughs> this is definitely an upgrade. This is this is a great deal for a variety of different people. One, if yeah, if 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 this is an if a forty inch is an upgrade for you, then definitely. Um, and I'm not I'm in no way rich. You know, but I do have a bigger TV than a 40 inch. Um, As damn it. <laughs> you know, but uh, if like dorm rooms, um, a bedroom, I mean, this would be fucking ideal. 40 inches is like the perfect smaller room size, I think. And that, and the thing is, is that like, you know, uh, Best Buy's advertising it as a uh, dorm room kind of special. And yeah, back to school. <laughs> back to school. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure it's really going to be a back to school thing unless you're living at home. Fuck school work. <laughs> and you're, you're living at home doing, you know, like you're going to a local school and you have it in your home. That's a good way to go. Or you're a dad that's sending your kid off to school and this is what's going to be in his room. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's two ways to look at it. Uh, the deal is only good from Sunday, uh, August 9th through saturday the 15th so uh it doesn't say that it's uh, and it's best buy so it's probably all in store or online you can right. get both of them so that's a really good deal and you know we at the lazy geeks are all about the cheap and the deals that's right so that's one of the things i thought i'd bring up to you guys because that is a really good deal uh, and you know samsung isn't a slouch when it comes to tvs 
I mean, obviously, it's not the UHD, you know, or the curved HD. <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thought we'd bring that to you guys. So if you're interested or in need of both, get on it. Um, or, hey, better yet, you need a gift for someone, and you're like, well, I need that TV, but the Xbox would be good to give to, you know, somebody else. There you go. There you go. He's about a two hundred dollar forty inch. <laughs> exactly. Go. Like, all right, we keep the TV and we give that to the kid at Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Because it's only it's August and Christmas will sneak up on you as like a motherfucker. That's the real truth, yeah. man. All right. So moving on. Uh, Doctor Who uh, rumor going on right now. Rumor reports are surfacing that are saying that we may not have a complete season of Doctor Who in twenty sixteen. Uh, reports are indicating that the production schedule of Sherlock, which keeps getting pushed back due to hectic schedules of Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin, uh, Martin Freeman, Stephen Moffat, and Mark Gatiss, uh, they are expected to go into production in early 2016 for the latest season of Sherlock, which means that we may not have a full season, but the, they use the term full season, which means we might eat, we might be able to get some, a couple of specials in there, like, uh, what happened in 2010 when uh, uh, David Tennant and uh, everybody took a break off of, Sh- of Doctor Who and gave us yeah. four holiday specials. So it could. So that's what could be happening. Nothing official yet, but uh, the rumor has been surfacing in the last week or so, and it makes sense. This is one of those that makes sense because they're going to go to Sherlock. It's based. They're doing you know 90 minute episodes, which in Britain that's two episodes. Uh, for each one of their episodes so that's like six and uh, that takes time over there so uh, and the their creators are actively involved in their projects so it's not like here where they'll just pawn it off to someone else <laughs> <laughs> so uh so it makes a lot of sense so we might have a shorter season but uh yeah we'll, pro- we'll probably find out soon so all right with that and more than halfway through the podcast i think it's time we get to some news <laughs> At some point today. At some point in this podcast, we get into the actual news. All right. So a German newsletter build uh, claims that they have seen Mark Ruffalo in Germany, which is actually the location currently for Captain America Civil War. Uh, Mark Ruffalo was spotted hanging out with Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans in Germany, experiencing the nightlife in uh, Berlin and it's, some people have said, well, he could be visiting the set. No. It's pretty no. doubtful. <laughs> it's pretty doubtful you just, oh, I just have, I'm just going to swing by Germany, you know, where they're filming. I was in the neighborhood. Right, exactly. Um, so, you know, nothing definitive. We've heard from, you know, here on, you know, from since basically the Avengers Age of Ultron that Ruffalo wasn't going to have anything to do in Civil War. Could be kind of a surprise setup. He may even do just a bit part because who knows. Uh, but uh, I think that'd be cool to have, you know, because you really only need Ruffalo to kind of do the, you know, banner sequences. And then you could just have, you know, Hulk turn up. Yeah, but he acts out the Hulk. Yeah, motion capturing, though. But, you know, I mean. But they could add him into the background. Of exactly. Fight. They could add him into the background. He can do that at, in a, you know, in a studio back in the States. So. You know what I would actually like to see is if Ruffalo is playing Banner in the movie and the Hulk isn't even in it. 
I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind that either. I actually thought about that too. Like, oh, what if it's just Banner and he's not, he doesn't want to be part of it. You know? Because he plays such a good Banner. I want to see more of him as Banner. I do too. That's why I really want them to square this thing out with Universal so he can do a solo Hulk movie. Yeah. Because I really like him as Banner. He just has that way about him where it's kind of like, you know, he's very. He knows what's going on, but he's also unsure of himself and how to react to people. He just and he's he's brilliant and his just comedic timing. His scenes with um, Robert Downey Jr. and like Avengers were just so awesome. Like, oh my god, I'm in a loop. Didn't we do this already? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think I think he just Ruffalo gets the character perfectly. Like he's not supposed to be cool, right? He's supposed to be quirky and, and out of place and doesn't know how to interact with people. And he's constantly scared. Like, he's you know what I mean? on the run and he's, he's yeah. been afraid of the big guy, you know. And... Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this meme online yesterday that had um, Ruffalo from the first Avengers movie. You know, when he looks back and goes, I'm always angry. And it's like, you want to know how I can handle the weekend without any money? The truth is, I always don't have any money. <laughs> Real talk. I was like, the truth. <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, I saw another meme. It was like stick. It was like cartoon or something. It says, um, "You want to know my secret? It's, I'm always tired." And you see his fucking eyes are all bloodshot. And shit. <laughs> oh god, it's just perfect. Uh, yeah. I love the internet sometimes. Moving on. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ugh. Don't do that. Just don't ugh. do that. I'm gonna say ugh uh for the previous reboot <laughs> because it was not good and it completely missed the point um of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm just gonna read this because I write short articles <laughs> for you, for everyone, you know. Um The Nightmare on Elm Street so yeah, the the original reboot it missed the mark. I mean, what are you going to do? It's just the way it is. Um, I only got through half of it, and I think I got bored and went to bed. Um, <laughs> but they're going to give it another go, Steve. <laughs> the reboot actually made me sleepy. Right? <laughs> it made me want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it said, don't fall asleep. I felt right to sleep. <laughs> no, don't tell me not to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to the tracking board. The franchise may be getting another chance. Now, officially, this is a rumor. But. Because <laughs> that's the internet. It's all rumor. I don't see. It shouldn't be called the internet. It should be called the rumor net. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, they put another Fantastic Four out, people. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> um, quote from the Tracking War. Plans are to scrap the lackluster 2010 reboot and start with a fresh new take. <laughs> I think uh, they already did. Right. There's no producer on board yet, but Orphan... Orphan scribe David Leslie uh, Johnson has been tapped to script. Toby Emmerich, Walter Hamada, and Dave Neustetter sure. will see for New Line. Um, now, Orphan was a good movie. Yeah, I heard it was. I'm not usually a big horror fan. I'm not either. But Orphan was... Oh, I'm thinking about the Orphanage. Mm. That was a really good movie, and that's foreign and in Spanish. Um... <laughs> Orphan, though, got really good reviews, if I remember correctly. Um, most geeky eyes are on David Leslie Johnson these days since he's been announced he'll be scripting Warner Brothers' new Dungeons & Dragons film as well. 
So his name's floating around and on now not one but two things that might not do well. <laughs> um, the first reboot in 2010 only gained um, 115.7 million globally. Yeah. I know. However, uh, the thought of a fresh take is interesting. I think it is the only reason I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, let's try again. I love the old Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's the thing. And the problem is, is when you take it too seriously, like you make exactly. it real, it's you. It, it's just going to fail. Because the thing is, is that the original Nightmare on Elm Street always poked fun at itself. It exactly. never took itself seriously. And that's the mistake people have. And I think, I think here's the confusion. And, and around the same time that the... Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot came out. Um, the Friday the 13th reboot came out. Now, they played it exactly the same. Very serious, very dark, very scary. The only difference is those two characters are different. Yeah. Jason doesn't speak. Right. He literally just walks until he kills something. You can play that pretty terrifying because he has no dialogue. The whole point of Freddy, though, was that he was spitting fucking fire at you the whole time. Well, it's because he lives in your dream sequences where it's like if you're already dealing with that. And the problem is I think they dealt with his origin story in that one. And yeah. we didn't need that. No, everybody knows his origin story for one. Yeah. And his origin story is 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 dark. I mean, he was abducting children and stuff like that. But they made it. They made it so real because the whole the coolest thing about the old Nightmare on Elm Street is you kind of liked him. Yeah, like he was killing kids and shit, but he was killing kind of usually asshole kids, right? And then or he, in so in so kind of like so over the top, you're just like top, you're just, just laughing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he could do that because he existed in a dreamscape, so yeah. he could do whatever he wanted. You know, so it was realistic in that way, where like in his universe, it's plausible that he could do that shit. Um. But when you open up <laughs> in the reboot, he was a child killer. You're like, I don't like this motherfucker, you know. Yeah. And then you lose that, you and know. Then and, it's, it's... and then it's Robert England. Yeah, I nobody. Mean, I mean, he's scary looking anyway. Yeah, and and everybody loves Robert England. And you know, when you have him as Freddy, you're just like, yeah, you know, that's that's. Well, he's not gonna. He won't be coming back. For oh, me. yeah, he's getting a little too long on the tooth for that. But... Yeah. But I'm um, saying that that was also – they didn't even have him in a cameo. Like I mean yeah. it just took it too serious. The, uh, but I will say this. The Friday the 13th reboot was dope and I'm surprised they didn't make another one because that was really fucking good. I saw it and it did maybe jump a few times but it had that it had that um that slasher movie feel to well, it. Well, yeah. I mean it, it, Rob Zombie really kind of had – he knew what made it good. Yeah. Rob Zombie, yeah. he does good with horror. I mean I don't like – horror movies enough to watch all the ones he makes but the ones that i've seen that he makes he really gets the source material yeah you know and, and i i think i think he's coming from a fan too yeah oh yeah because he's a huge horror fan obviously yeah. he's rob zombie <laughs> um fucking have rob zombie do this shit there you go you know what i mean you know how what are we, dope, what are we doing here you know how dope nightmare on elm street would be if rob zombie did it oh, oh it's done <laughs> It would be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Forget Schindler's List. Forget Citizen Kane. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Avengers 3 tanks in the theater when it releases with Rob, next to Rob Zombie's Nightmare on Elm Street. Dude, Marvel Zombies with Rob Zombie. Right? There you I go. mean, I, I – and but the last thing I'm going to say is 
I think that another reboot, I think we should give it a chance because I think the mythos is so great. And I think the idea is a really great idea because that's terrifying. You can't go to sleep. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 kind of a core horror theme. It's something that everyone has to do, you know, and, and it's it's terrifying. Yeah, and you know I think, I think once you embrace the concept, yeah, you could make it r- truly scary, and not as not campy. But if you understand the dreamscape of it, of like going, we can do so much cool shit in a dreamscape and make it freakier than shit. I think that's really the essence of it. And I, I think it being goofy like it was was actually the most realistic that it could be. Yeah, because if you think about the sadistic killer. He's oh. essentially a god. And he knows he can't be killed. He he knows he can't die. So he's going to do dumb shit like that. It's yeah. not always going to be a super serious, I'm going to come get you. Right. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna twist your fears and he's, he's going to fuck with you. Yeah. He, Freddy Krueger is like Scarecrow. Yeah. Essentially. And, and like even the stuff that Scarecrow would do in the comics sometimes would be kind of funny. Because sometimes people were afraid of stupid shit. Yeah. You know, so I used to love the ones where it was like um, he would trick he would trick dudes with like chicks. It was like a common one, like it was like uh, big titty eighties girls. And yeah, like hey, and then all of a sudden so, they're like melting or something, yeah, it's, or it's Freddie's face shows up, and you're just yeah. like, <laughs> I know it's like you know, thirteen year old. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> my boner just shattered. <laughs> it didn't drop; it just exploded. <laughs> but yeah, and then you and, have, and then you have that one that's like, oh, that kind of turned me on a little more. But the, but <laughs> the thing, the thing that they need to remember too, is that even though they came out around the same time, the mythos of Jason Voorhees is a simpler one. It's much easier to do. Oh yeah, it's all big guy doesn't speak, big knife kill fucking <laughs> campers. It's not difficult, you know what I mean? But this one was really unique when it came out. Yeah. So they got to play it that way. Of course. <laughs> I miss the slasher flicks, man. Let's redo Chucky, too. Let's stop with the uh, nonsense. Uh, that shit. Yeah. Leprechaun. <laughs> oh, that's honest. In the that hood. belongs buried. <laughs> In the hood. <laughs> <laughs> when he rapped. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> I was laughing my Ass off. You know who's a good movie that'd be interesting? They redo the the puppeteer movie. What was the name of that? Was it called Puppeteer? I or was it was like marionette puppets, but they came to life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that movie was a trip. Yeah, but whatever. All right, all right. So, Let's talk about this for another hour. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Part seventeen of <laughs> the Chronicles. Uh, so in gaming news, fucking Battlefront. Ah, oh, God. So, Star Wars Battlefront took center stage during GamesCon in Germany on Wednesday and showcased a gameplay that will literally make you explode in your pants. It's called Fighter Squadron Mode that allows anyone to participate in a 20-player serial dogfight. And you can see the trailer for it at com. And you can play as an X-Wing, X, uh, pilot an X-Wing, TIE Fighter, even the Millennium fucking Falcon. Uh, the, the, just the sight of the falcon brought me to tears uh, fighter squadron will put you inside the cockpit of some of the most memorable vehicles seen in the star wars galaxy said battlefront senior producer S- sigorlina 
Ingavadotter, sure, at Gamescom at the Gamescom event. Uh, we want to give the fans the thrill of living out the Star Wars battle fantasies in a game that is authentic, visually stunning, and fun. The final shot at the end of the trailer is Slave One flying towards the Millennium Falcon. That ha- I was, I mean, I was hooked even already before this, but this even has this e- game is gonna be so fucking dope. Oh, like, yeah. if this game isn't cool, I'm gonna be so upset. Oh, seriously, I'll I will literally break something. Uh, and it, it's gonna, it's this game looks like it's it's just gonna be amazing. Uh, and I'm gonna pull an IGN here. Star Wars Battlefront will drop on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC on November 17th. Yes. <laughs> um. I do have to say that the uh, the Millennium Falcon, one of the greatest um, sci-fi ships ever, oh, yeah. um, and one reason is because it's ugly. Yeah. Because it makes it more realistic. Oh yeah. I mean, the space shuttle is sexier than the fucking Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like, I think it's right. just a big disc. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you see the trailer and you're just seeing the X wings, the Y wings, and you can play as the the rebels or the imperials which i think you know all of us are going to play both yeah of course you know and then when you have the millennium falcon join in and going after the the imperial shuttle just fucking amazing so i would seriously consider buying like a joystick and shit for that game (laughs) just have it come out of the ground like Riker and lean in (laughs) like you tell the kids to back away you bring in the joystick that comes up from the floor (laughs) you lean right in and just go (laughs) you have your headphones on with the star wars score in it so you have your own score going on i'm actually wearing my uh my star wars shirt right now oh yeah that's right because i didn't shower today (laughs) <laughs> but not yesterday so it's a weekend yeah. um you save the shower for the week <laughs> that's right uh well i have to work and you know yeah. hygiene rolls <laughs> so Wars. there have been <laughs> star wars um Rape kevin conroy the true batman Rape gang. stop it <laughs> not what we're talking about kevin conroy <laughs> disrespect um kevin conroy is the true batman it's not an opinion um, that's a fact. And anyone who thinks otherwise is not a fan of Batman. It's a scientific fact. Look it up. Like, literally. Um, there have been studies done. Yep. So, um, anyway. He he lent his voice uh, to the Cape Crusader or whatever. To uh, to the recent Rocksteady games. The three of them. Now, Rocksteady has already said that they're done. There's no more Batman games. Of course, companies love to say that shit. And then when the money starts running short, <laughs> they make another one. Um, Conroy has actually said, now this is just him talking. Okay. Huh. Nothing's been set in stone. He hasn't been approached. Uh, but it's interesting to think about. Conroy has expressed enthusiasm about continuing his role in any future games that may happen. So he says, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. It's really hard to record games and very hard to create them, but the result is so rewarding that it makes it worthwhile at the end. Um, so Arkham Knight, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody because it is a game and you got to give a little bit of extra time, but Arkham Knight kind of wrapped up the series. Um, but Conroy's talking about if they ever did like a Justice League game, how fucking dope right. would it be if Rocksteady did a fucking Justice League game? Um, so he goes on to say, I just hope they figure out some way to have uh, 
Batman segue into a new chapter. But I don't know how they could because it's such a, f- a frightening ending. It's such a great concept of Batman fighting his way out of Arkham. I'm going to make sure this doesn't spoil it. The diff- the different battles has he's gotten into in Arkham. I'd hate to think that is the end of the story. I understand it's the third part of a trilogy and it's the end of an arc. But I, I hope they can figure out some way to translate it into something else. Well, you think about it, you think it's just a parallel universe. Exactly. It's comic books. They yeah. just make another one. It's not that big of a deal. But I really think it kind of brought up an excitement to me. Like, a Justice League game could happen. I mean, we got the movie coming out. Yeah. You know, and it and and I think Rocksteady kind of perfected the comic book game style. Right. You know, and I, I think it would be really interesting to see, like, you basically be playing a Rocksteady Batman game, but with a team, which we've already done. I mean, we got Robin, but they all essentially fight the same way. Right. So you throw some superpowers in on that. That would be nuts. Imagine being Wonder Woman, you punch a dude and he flies across the fucking room. <laughs> well, that would be the thing is that you could do a Justice League movie and just play as different characters in different setups. You have someone investigating. You could have Batman doing that. You know, you need someone for, you know, to, you know, subdue you need a muscle, you, you need muscle, Superman, or you need somebody to find the truth about something. You have Wonder Woman coming in, beat the shit out of the guy, and then use her lasso or whatever to get the truth out of him. Things like that. The Flash, you know. You got to get somewhere quickly. Exactly. It's like, get, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, get over to. Uh, Green Lantern would be perfect for rescue missions. Yeah. You know, it's like the Joker had the, you know, or somebody has a bomb in a Metropolis flash take off you know and go run it over there you know but it's it's like you could do it and i don't really think it would affect arkham because given the fact that i mean shit you just have different universes i mean yeah he's known for that <laughs> so you know I don't, I don't really see that as being an issue i think it would be great that would be awesome to have him playing batman's voice he should always play batman's voice exactly exactly they should clone him <laughs> So that we always have Kevin Conroy's. In case you, something happens to you, which we hope not, but we want to be sure. Yeah. We're going to have these clones set up to take your stuff. That's right. <laughs> Same with, um, oh, I forget his name now. One who does a Joker. Mark Hamill? Yeah. Clone him too. Yeah. yeah your body gets old, but we can keep you young. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> While we're cloning people, get some hot chicks. There you go. To entertain them. Yeah. All right. Moving on into comic book news. With his solo movie coming out soon, Marvel is back, is bringing back Black Panther. During his Axel in Charge column on comic book resources, Alonzo was speaking up about diversity in comic books and priming the post-Secret Wars universe and dropped a name that many people haven't heard in regards to a solo title in quite a long time. Quote, the entire comic book industry benefits from greater diversity. My editors, who are very racially diverse, by the way, know that. And you'll see that throughout the all-new, all-different Marvel initiative that continues through February. I'm very excited about the stuff we have planned, especially the totally awesome Hulk and Black Panther. Yes, Black Panther. So he hasn't had his own title since, I think, like 2010, and it only ran for like 12 issues, and that was it. Um, I given the fact that we're going to be seeing, he's going to have his own movie soon. It's a good idea that Marvel kind of gets back into that. 
brings him around, familiarizes everybody with well, him again. I mean, they canceled the issue because nobody was buying it. Yeah. You know, so they need to make something. They need to put some heavy talent on writing and art. Yeah. But it's a good character. Yeah. You know. But at the same time, you know, it, it's funny for, you know, it, it, here's the thing that I have is that people, you know, white people, I'll say that because that's who mostly we I hear dare. about bitching, uh, complaining about, you know, we need more diversity in comic books, you know, the whole white guilt thing. Uh, and but when they put out content and it may and, and, and some of it is good, you know, and yeah, granted, there's some of it's bad. But, you know, when it's out there, nobody picks it up. And it's kind of like, eh, come on, guys. People are always going to buy what they have some sort of relevance to. Yeah. It and doesn't matter how diverse they want everything. It doesn't mean they're going to buy it. Right. You know. But it's... I don't have white guilt. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> Guilty anything. The struggle's real over here, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Someone that I relate to. Hellboy. <laughs> Misunderstood. Um, Slash Film has reported that um, Ron Perlman, the one who played Hellboy. I swear to God, I thought you said Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is Can you pushing... imagine him as Hellboy? <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have that big hand. He'd have it somewhere else. Um, is pushing for Hellboy 3 to become a reality, even though he doesn't really want to do it. Um, the fact is, Perlman feels he's obligated to do it to wrap up the story. So, quote, let me make the record clear. I don't want to do Hellboy 3. It's a pain in the ass to put that makeup on and take it off. But I feel we're obligated to finish the story. That's it. End of conversation. <laughs> um, he goes on to explain why he's being so pushy about it and pro proves that he's not the type to take no for an answer. Quote, we're in the business of moving mountains. Those of us who are used to working in mainstream film and television. Don't come to me with details and problems. Just tell me how we move the mountain. Um... Of course, just because Perlman is saying he wants something to happen doesn't mean it will. Director of the series, um, Guillermo del Toro. How do you spell this? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that one. Once said he asked basically every studio, that's a quote, for funding and they all turned him down. Hellboy fans can still dream though. Um, I don't know why Hellboy, I thought the two movies were good. Yeah, I heard, like, I mean... I think it's just out there. Yeah, I heard. I saw the second one, and I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. It wasn't as good as the first, in my opinion, but I heard a lot of people compl kind of complaining that they didn't like it as much. And I don't know. Maybe it just didn't make the box office numbers that, you know, they were hoping. The picture I chose at the top of the article, it's from the comic book, and Hellboy's pointing at someone. He has a bottle of rum in his hand. He says, don't mess with me, lady. I've been drinking with skeletons. <laughs> oh shit oh man alright going into technology news so this one comes from Torn Freak uh, the high court recently overturned private copying ex I'm going to just read the article exemptions, uh, exceptions introduced last year by the UK government once again outlawing the, the habit of millions of its citizens the intellectual property office explains uh, that ripping a CD in iTunes is no longer permitted and neither is backing up your computer if it contains copyrighted content. 
late last year, the UK government legalized copying for private use, a practice that many citizens already believed is legal. Uh, the UK Intellectual Property Office noted that changes were, quote, in the best interest, end quote, of consumers and that it would bring copyright law into the 21st century. I think you just set it back. It's really what you did. <laughs> uh, however, the new regulations were short-lived, fearing a loss of income, sev uh, income. Several music groups objected at the high court, which subsequently agreed that the new legislation is unlawful. As a re result, the your law is unlawful. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. As a result, the charges were overturned last month, and the previous limitations were reinstated. To find out what the public can and cannot do, Torrent Freak research, uh, reached out to the UK Intellectual Property Office. I like that it's Torrent Freak that's investigating yeah, it. Exactly. Nobody else cares. But... <laughs> Torrent Freak's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Which provided some very clear answers. Quote: It is now unlawful to make private copies copies of copyrighted copies copies, copies of uh copyrighted copyright works on uh you own without permission from the copyright holder this includes format shifting from one medium to another the spokesperson informed us the ipo specifically notes that copying a cd to an mp3 is not permitted this means that itunes is popular ripping feature which Apple actively promotes during the software installation is illegal. Also, under the current law, iTunes is actively facilitating copyright infringement by promoting their CD ripping functionality. That means that the company could face significant claims for damages. There is more. Th there is more though, as a law affects uh, much more of the CD ripping. Simply copying a music to in an automated computer backup or storing a copy on a private cloud hosting service is also against the law. Quote, it includes creating backups without permission of the copyright holders as necessary involves an act of copying. We were informed by the government spokesperson. Strictly speaking, this means that the UK citizens are not allowed to make a backup of their computer. After all, pretty much every computer copies, uh, contains copyrighted media. Needless to say, it turns almost the entire country into outlaws. The government is not happy with the high court's decision, and it hasn't decided whether it will propose revised pirate copyright, uh, copying exemptions in the future. Copyright holders previously suggest allow cop, uh, private copying in exchange for a tax on blank CDs and hard drives. That's all it is. It's all about money. As a uh, quote, as this is a complex area of law, it really isn't. It's not a complex law. The government is carefully considering the implications of the ruling and the available options before deciding on any future course of action. As reassurance, the government notes that the people should not be too concerned because the copyright holders are not known to come after people who make a backup of their computers. Yeah, yet. Uh, quote, Until they're allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Quote, the government is not aware of any cases of copyright holders having prosecuted individuals for format shifting music solely for their own personal use, the IPO's spokesperson says. However, copyright holders can take to court over uh, both CD ripping and computer backups if they want. Um, now, here's the one thing too, is that, yeah, copying a CD from any format, what about an OS? Yeah. OS is copyrighted, so if you back that up, you're, you're kidding. They wrote the law and they're dumb, yeah. basically. They didn't, they didn't, it sounds like the law was written by people who don't know anything about digital technology. Which is pretty much anybody in government. And exactly. And and the funny thing and is, abroad. 
<laughs> this is all about money and control. The music industry do- doesn't understand, they've never understood, is the biggest thing that strengthens music and gets it out to the public is word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth doesn't mean shit right. if I can't let people listen to music that I'm listening to. Right. You know what I mean? And And – yeah, I'm even talking about maybe making a copy for Steve and handing it to him when I'm at his house. Who gives a fuck? Right. If Steve likes it enough, he'll buy it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Or then I'll, or I'll even even more so. I'll look and go. What other shit did they do? Oh, I'll get these albums. Yeah. Or what other music sounds like this? Right. You know. And, or when are they coming through town next? We better get a ticket. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But and, see, they don't get that, and it's funny to me because um, it's almost like. A conspiracy theory, like they only want us to listen to the music that's on the radio, because <laughs> right. that's the only way anyone's gonna hear anything. Yeah. Yet no one listens to the fucking radio anymore. So what how a- is anyone listening to music? What about streaming content? Yeah, yeah, because you're you you're and you're lit, you're putting it out there for people to to listen to. Isn't wouldn't that be considered? You know, because it's transferring content to other consoles or devices. That would technically be it. It's it's all, it's a fucking mess. The entire law is a mess. When the U.S. has a better grasp of the of the digital law than you know somebody in Europe, it's a sad day. <laughs> it really is. A you sad know, day. when you get down, if you really think about it, the music industry wants you to buy music blindly because most music sucks. Yeah. So you have to buy the album to hear it. And then you're gonna, it's gonna go back to the time when you're like, oh, that song on the radio was really good, and you buy the album. That's the only good song on the album. They oh, want yeah. people to go back to that. Yeah, because that's, that's what, it what feels they made like. their money. Yeah. yeah, people buying albums and throwing them out. Yeah, but now we're not allowed to give them to anybody. Right. <laughs> or at least if we lived in the UK. Whatever. Yeah. I feel bad for people in the UK because they got a really good. Um, I mean, it's like, an unenforceable law. I mean, there's no way. Well, of course. <laughs> but, but I feel. I just feel bad. Um, if this does affect the scene over there, because um, the UK has a really good indie scene, yeah, and that word of mouth helps. Yeah, and if you're if if it's gonna if they're gonna enforce laws like this, and only the major people, our music, is gonna be played, right. because the indie people are gonna get overshadowed because no one's ever gonna hear them. Right. And that's bullshit. Absolutely. Anyway, um, I'm just gonna read this article from Engadget. It's very short. Uh, and Gadget, by the way, is awesome, and I'll t- <laughs> the little quote at the end is amazing. Um, so following the lead of alternative carriers like T-Mobile and Google Fi, uh, Verizon announced, announced today that it will be doing away with phone subsidies, which is the precise opposite of what it said last October. <laughs> uh, and rejiggering. Is that really a word in Gadget? I, I think they kind of made that one. Just say reworking its data plans beginning August 13th. Oh, well, they were going to use that because they were originally going to use rape gangs, but then right. they decided, now nah, let's go with rejigger. Well, it kind of sounds like they were going to use something else <laughs> that I won't repeat. Um, <laughs> don't get excited just yet, though, since there's no guarantee that your revamped service charges will be any less than what they are now. Um, the new structure has you paying $20. For, this sounds a lot like AT&T to me, but I haven't looked at AT&T's stuff lately. If, and um, if you're on Verizon, this is the edge. This is their edge program. Yeah. The new structure has you paying $20 for each phone, $10 for each tablet and hotspot, and $5 for each smartwatch on your plan, um, as well as one of Verizon's four data buckets. One gig for 30 bucks, three gigs for 45 bucks, six gigs for 60 bucks. 
and 12 gigs for 80 bucks. So the the data the data bucket cost in addition to right twenty dollars for the phone. Fuck, cell phones are so expensive. Yeah. Um, any data usage over the bucket limit will cost fifteen dollars per gigabyte. That's that's the same. That hasn't changed. Is it? Is it always been that way? It's always been that way. But if they send you a warning when you're seventy five percent, when you've used seventy five percent of your of your um, usage, however, you need to take into account how many you actually have. If you have one to three gigs, okay, that's close. But if you have a six gig and they're saying, oh, seventy five percent, that's like a gig and a half you still have left. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it, but it allows you to change your plan, so you don't get hit with that. Oh, that's fifteen. Good. Yeah, if you're paying attention. If you're paying attention, right? Um, though you can share the contents of your data bucket amongst ten devices. Ten devices with twelve gigs is still not that much. I know it's like um, a gig each. <laughs> yeah, the company is all also doing away with offering discounted phones with a two-year service agreement, a la T-Mobile. Um, instead, customers are expected to either pay for the new device up front. Or have the cost amortized? Amortized? That doesn't sound like a word. Fucking engage. You know what? I broken up over a over a set period. That's what they're trying to say. They keep using right. these weird fucking words. Um, Somebody has a thesaurus on their desk, and they're right? just like, someone's, someone's trying a little too fucking hard. They need to calm down. Um, over a set period, and tacked on to the monthly bill, which was formerly known as Verizon Edge. So I guess they're doing away with Edge and just making everything edge essentially yeah. um and then so verizon at the end or not verizon i'm in gadget they, they've been doing this a lot lately anytime they do a verizon um thing because uh it's, verizon has acquired aol um and gadget's parent company however Engadget maintains full editorial control <laughs> and verizon will have to pry it from our cold dead hands <laughs> and they every time Engadget does a verizon because uh, verizon's been in the news a lot lately yeah. every time they do a verizon bit they say at the bottom which i think is good because you don't really see honest um journalism that much anymore yeah you know and they're just trying to make it we had a big steve and I, i'm not getting into it but steve and i had a big <laughs> discussion about dishonest news and shit for the podcast that could be a podcast right but yeah so i still don't like to, like i don't know i have sprint I know Sprint's not the best network, but I pay sixty-five, I think, a month, and I get unlimited data. I never have to worry. Man, I stream all fucking day, and it works just fine. You know, and then like my we're on a big family plan, and my family's like, "Oh, well, we want to think about switching to T-Mobile, Verizon." Ugh. Like then I'm gonna have to sit there and worry about fucking data caps, and it's gonna be on a family plan. Well, I thought T-Mobile doesn't have data caps. I think they do now. I, I don't remember because I don't I – don't, like I said, I don't think about it. All right. I have Sprint. Sprint's unlimited unless you use like 50 gigabytes and they're going to send you a message. Like, hey, right, right. What the fuck? You know, but I never have an issue like that. My bill is always the same every month. <laughs> well, know? it's funny because like I have Time Warner Cable for my internet and uh, they – in my account, I can see how much internet I've been using. So on average, because I do the podcast, because I'm uploading a lot of shit and we Skype all the time and stuff like that, I use quite a bit of, uh, of data. Average, about 75 gigs every month. That includes the – That's it? With, yeah. I, that's, you know, the internet with, uh, you know, Netflix and all that stuff. One month, January, I used 145 gigs. And I was like, what the fuck? 
So I, I looked, I when I'm like, and it's like, I can break it down by day. And there were two days in fucking July. And I looked, and I'm like, what the hell? Where did I get all this? And then I realized, oh, yeah, that was when I was downloading all sorts of shit on my, that's, it was between the, the end of uh, PlayStation Plus's and Xbox uh, Live end of uh, the end of uh, June's promos and the beginning of July's promos, and I was downloading a bunch of shit from that. Dude, I had. <laughs> I don't know if I still have the email, but I used in the thousands of gigabytes in one month. Wow. But that's because we don't have television. Right, you stream everything. Four TVs that stream Netflix all the time and, you know, game consoles and all types of shit going on. I actually just recently had to switch to the business plan. I have the business plan. Wow. Yeah, and I don't even know what that gives me. doesn't give me a faster speed, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, because that was, they cut me off one day. And I was like, what the fuck? Why isn't the internet working? And when the internet, like I, like I said, when you don't have TV and you, when the internet around here goes out, everything stops. stops yeah. All form of entertainment is over unless you're going to read a book. So I'm okay, but yeah. everyone else is running around like crazy. It's like all of a sudden they're all ripping their clothes off and putting war paint on. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> society's they're breaking getting, they're, down. They're barricading the door because it's all the apocalypse is right. about to start. So the, um, I called them and they're like, oh, well, you use, I'm like, well, what are we going to do about this? Well, you need to move up a plan. I'm like, I can't. I'm, I have your highest plan. There's no other plan I can get because in my area, you guys suck. I literally told him, I said, I don't even want your fucking service. You're only giving me 12 down. That's the highest I can get here. Jeez. I said, if I could get Cox Cable, I'd get it in half a second. But I can't because you're not wired into this building. They're not wired in this building. Oh, well, we have the business class, which is unlimited, doesn't have a cap. I'm like, no one told me about that over the four fucking months that you've been threatening to turn my internet off. They, and, oh, a, and they gave you – they have data caps? No, the business class has no data cap. No, I didn't know you were on a data cap. Oh, yeah. CenturyLink hides it. Uh-huh. So there, it's it's high. It's it's up there. Like it's like I think I think it's like 100 gigabytes and then they start sending you warnings. Mm-hmm. And most people are not doing that. Yeah. in a month so and it has to be consistent well you got to stop downloading the fucking kardashians dude dude no <laughs> i can't even go along with that joke i give so <laughs> little shits about the kardashian um the but yeah i mean the, oh you're using too much and, and i'm like there's no way to alleviate this problem i'm not going to use less so it's on you to fix it that's basically what I told them. <laughs> so I got the business plan, and it was only it only worked out to be they wanted to charge me twenty dollars extra, and I said no, I I should get a discount. And the person on the other end actually asked me, and I'm talking to a ma- uh, manager, or supervisor, or whatever. He's like, "Why do you think you need a discount, sir?" And I'm like, "Well, because this is my only choice. If you had a higher residential plan in my area, I would get it, but Meh. I don't have that choice." So you're going to give it to me for the price of the next stage up in residential plan if I lived across the street. <laughs> and he did. I ended up paying like nine bucks more a month. 
Jesus. For the business plan, business class, whatever the fuck it gives me. I don't even know what it gives me. I think it gives me like a free – it said I get access to Office 365. <laughs> and I'm like, that's free. But then I guess it's like – it's faster. So I'm like, you guys are such fucking clowns. I'm like, whatever. There's as no long such, as my internet works. There's no such thing as it being faster. There is us. no such thing. I'm like, as long as my internet works, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, uh, so – uh well yeah but for as far as the Verizon plan it really is the Edge program but they're just making that wide so that's that's how yeah. everything that they stated if you're on Edge nothing changes for you uh so if you're on a plan it actually makes it a little easier I mean you can pay the phone outright and the problem is is people are gonna freak out because of that it's like yeah well a lot of times because they got kickbacks from a lot of these companies that's where the subsidies came from. But now they're not going to get kickbacks anymore and you can pay it. You don't have you can pay more right out the gate and pay less. The benefit about that is the more you pay up front or even buying out your contract during your during your two years or what have you, you actually will be able to upgrade anytime you want. So oh, my, my wife and I are thinking about um, moving, uh, looking into moving into prepaid. Oh, yeah. Like possibly take if we can take the phones because we have Sprint phones, but they're the newer Sprint phones, so they all they take SIM cards. Yeah. So we might be able to just use them with a a prepaid, and huh? just be done with all this fucking not. It's it's like it, it's like picking one negative for another negative. Yeah. Because the data cap shit is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's just dumb, especially if I have to share it with a teenager. Yeah. You it, might want to look into T-Mobile because I think still think they're offering unlimited. I'll take a look at because I know I know um, the person who heads the family plan is my mother-in-law, and I know that she um, what is she? She was looking at T-Mobile because T-Mobile will buy you out of your contract. Yeah, if you switch to them. So she's been looking because she hates Sprint, and my sister-in-law is on there. Hate she Sprint. hates Sprint. Everybody, I well, had Sprint and I hated it. It's not even the service really. It's it's their customer service is, is shit. Oh yeah. Like they and I told Steve this that we we were a little late on the bill, you know, whatever. So they disconnected the phones. Okay, so we called them up. And we set up a plan. They said okay. They only activated half the phones. So then we had to call them back. So then when they activated the other half, they disconnected the other half. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what's the matter with you people? Oh yeah, I had sprinted. I just I hated their customer service. I remember at one point they were like. Well, if you don't like uh, their I, – I remember this was like their whole campaign was like, fine, if you don't like us, leave. Was yeah. kind of their attitude. I was like, wow, really, guys? It's always been their attitude. Yeah. But even if I can't use these phones, I can I can buy three uh, OnePlus One Android phones Yeah. and get on fucking prepaid and call it a day. Yeah. That OnePlus One phone gets fucking bomb-ass reviews, <laughs> and it's only 250 for the phone. Nice. So whatever. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, many times people, companies, or someone in this case, in this case, a state, uh, does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called "This Week's This Bitch." Now, this week's this bitch was actually recommended to us by Jessica via Facebook, and I was sad to hear this because I actually followed this when I heard it on uh, Kevin Smith's modcast because they were talking about it when it was in Canada. Uh, this comes from the Toronto Star. Uh, the halcyon summer of 2014, when the future stretched ahead like an endless highway of ones and zeros, the hitchhiking robot 
knew its existence among the humans was tenuous. Riding shotgun um, through a uh, Hamilton neighborhood, the traveler with the acrylic cake carrier skull was, uh, was asked if it was afraid. Of course I am, Hitchbot replied. But the, that's the price of adventure, right? Well, left alone in downtown Philadelphia overnight, Hitchbot slipped the pixelated bonds of Earth on August 1st, attacked and left in a heap of uh, bucket body and pooled noodle limbs. Hitchbot was just over a year old. Now, it's not known whether the robot died doing what it loved, which was using speech recognition software to interpret human utterances and offering its best guess at a proper reply from let's get coffee to the slightly threatening I know where you live. Born in Port Credit, Ontario in 2014, Hitchbot began its life as a social robotics experiment raised by a team of students and professors from McMaster, Ryerson, and the University of, of Toronto. And it was the size of a six-year-old uh, six child and had the look of a friendly shop vac. <laughs> uh, it could not stand or walk, but it had the function, functional hitchhiking thumb and relied on humans for transportation. Its vulnerability produced a necessary assertive streak. Uh, refer to me as Hitchbot. Keep the radio quiet and the window by me closed. Avoid noise while talking to me, it said in 2014. Last August, its 26-day cross-Canada adventure ended in Victoria and became the feel-good story of the summer. Uh, Hitchbot subsequently traveled through Germany and visited the Netherlands. Its American adventure began in Massachusetts last month and expected to end in San Francisco. The robot had visited Boston and New York before arriving in Philadelphia. Uh, the reactions of its final shutdown were varied. Woman apologized for the robot's Facebook page on behalf of America. Meanwhile, Deadspin writer Albert Bernico said Hitchbot got what it deserves as a smarmy Canuck trash can with the tem uh, temerity of exp uh, to expect favors. Typical. Uh, when it was engaged in social experiment, Hitchbot got a charged look, uh, got a charge out of books on philosophy and even better charge out of vehicle cigarette lighters. Uh, Hitchbot was not governed uh, by social convention. As a wedding guest in British Columbia, the robot interrupted a speech by the bride and groom as they thanked their friends. I like to make friends, it said. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it goes on to, you know, most of the people complaining about what happened to it. Um, it's pissed me off because it made it through Canada, made it through Europe, didn't even last two weeks in America. This is what I want to point out, though. And I, I'm standing up for America right now. <laughs> Hitchbot, and there's a picture right there, too. This is two places I'm going to mention. First place, it's at Fenway in my hometown, having a good fucking time. Nobody bothered it in Boston, right? New York City. Nothing happened. It was perfectly fine. Everybody was cool. These are two cities that always get shit right. for being violent and dangerous. Then where's it go? Villa fucking Delphia. Yep. Philadelphia is a shithole. And if you live in Philadelphia and you're listening to this, I hope you move. Uh, my uh, Heather, she grew. Um, she was born in Pittsburgh. Even she goes, Philadelphia is a fucking shithole. It's it, downtown Philadelphia is fucking dangerous. I've been there a couple times, and my my grandparents used to live in Philadelphia. We used to drive out there, and it's it's no, 
And yeah. it's it's and I'm right there with you, Steve. It's it's the it's embarrassing, you know, that this robot, this experiment, it makes it all this way, and as soon as it gets to America, and that's how people see it. Is it got yeah. to America, and they're yeah. not seeing that it did enjoy it did enjoy some time in America and stuff like that, and it was it was it was just like it was in Canada, right? But it gets to one bad neighborhood, and then who makes that fucking comment about expecting favors and shit? Yeah, I didn't catch that. Who made that comment? Oh, it was um. Hold on, let me bring that article back up. Um, it was some guy from. Let's see, where was it? Uh, let me scroll back down. I can't even. Hey, oh, Deadspin writer, Deadspin writer Albert Bernaco. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, like, unless he was being funny or something. I but doubt it. It's just like I don't know. It, it just it it is embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing because it's just we're living – the people that did that let America live up to that stereotype of just being a bunch of fucking morons. Yeah, that, oh, we don't understand what this is. Let's destroy it, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, it, to me it was like – I remember hearing about it on Kevin Smith's uh, podcast and listening to it. And, of course, they made jokes about it, you know, like, going, oh, do you wonder if, like, people, like, you know – you know, like, go like, hmm, nobody's watching, and then starts trying to fuck it or something like that, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, and of course they... Well, comedy is comedy. Comedy you know is comedy, I mean? yeah, you know, like, oh, please don't do this, you know, <laughs> that kind of... <laughs> and, you know, it was... And it was something that he was, you know, he was like, look, man, you know, look what they did, and it's surviving on the kindness of strangers. Oh, you need to... Because they drop it off wherever they get to, and then somebody else picks it up. 26 days it took to get across Canada. And... It didn't last two weeks here, and it gets to Philadelphia, and some people are like, "Oh, this is stupid. Let's ki- let's you know, yeah. do it." It's it's like you know, it's like the people that like, you know, hurt animals and like you know, take a dog and like tape its you know mouth shut or whatever. And it's just like, what are you? Like what? It's like you know, it's not even human decency. It's just more of like respect for something. You know, just respect for anything. And so. It really, really just pisses me off to just like that you would do this. It's like what, just because it was funny or you know? Holy shit! It even made its way through Rhode Island without getting hurt. <laughs> I know Philadelphia. Notice it didn't go through Jersey though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's smart. It was it probably it probably had it built in where it's like, please do not drive through Jersey. <laughs> um, I know I sound like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> so. It's just, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just sad, you know? And I know, okay, there's probably people listening to this who go, oh my God, it's just, it's just a thing. It's not a living. It's not the point. It's, it's, the, it was the p- point of the experiment. Yeah. Right. And it, and it's, it proved the experiment of America. Yeah. That, you know, you come here, we'll just beat the shit out of you. And, you know, we, or at least somebody will. Yeah. Somebody will. And, and it's just, it's, it's sad that we don't have respect for someone else's property. Even yeah. if it was just that, it was like going. It's a cute little. It's a cute little concept. Like, you know, if I was driving around, I saw like, dude, Hitchbot. Yeah, I'll take it where you know. And then like, you know, on the article itself, you saw somebody that took it to a Taco Bell and had it with you know, a Taco Bell and a drink. You know, taking pictures of it and it would tweet its adventures and stuff like that. You know. But, <laughs> yeah, that's in Rhode Island. Yeah, and the Taco Bell. Yeah, and they. Uh, but the from an updated article that I saw, it said that the. Um, they're not giving up. They said this version of Hitchbot is, you know, 
it's designed to avoid Philadelphia. <laughs> and uh, it will uh, it will be back, but they don't know how long. But they expect it to come back in 2016. They should so. design it with a way to defend itself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it comes in, it has a taser. <laughs> it's all, will you drive me somewhere? If you hurt me, I'll fucking shoot you. <laughs> I know. Gun comes out. It comes, it looks, it, it it develops an LED face where it goes, I know where you live. And then it's like the thumb comes up under the throat. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. It looks like the little trash can kind of R2-D2 with arms. But as soon as somebody hits it, it just goes, freeze, dirtbag, and then just becomes <laughs> Robocop. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? Suddenly out of the side, the gun holster shows up. <laughs> you know where, Dead or alive, you're coming right. with me. <laughs> you know where I think an experiment like this would really, really work? Places places that are, are progressive. So so Boston and New York, definitely. Right. I think California. I think yeah, it, the a, end result was supposed to be San Francisco. Yeah, I think you would see a lot of great stuff from from the California area, um, because the places where people are actually in current times, right. they embrace stuff like this because it's fun, it's cute, stuff like that. They were getting a little too close <laughs> to the inners. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to bad talk any. I know that not everybody in Philadelphia is a shithead, and but the problem is we have just <laughs> enough shitheads in America yeah. that give us a bad name. And if anyone in a foreign land, far across the sea, is listening to me speak right now, first of all, how you doing? Um, <laughs> second of all, not everybody over here is a fucking dickhead. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, don't stare at me too long and don't touch me. <laughs> but I'm all right. <laughs> you look at me wrong, we're going to have a situation. But That's right. it would have been great if it went to California. It'd be standing by Home Depot looking for work. <laughs> you, know, you know what ended up at Disneyland? It'd be a Disneyland chilling. <laughs> chilling, chilling with Mickey and shit. Right. <laughs> It would have ended. It would have ended up at fucking North Hollywood, hanging out with people and shit. That would have been the, the dopest pictures. Would have been so cool. Angels, it go to Angel Stadium, and then it ends up at uh, Dodger Stadium with a bunch of cholos hanging out, taking a picture with it. <laughs> shit. That's the thing in California. I bet even the cholos wouldn't fuck it up. They'd be they'd, hanging out with it, chilling. They'd be taking like dude with a beer, like they'd be holding with like, a it's a fucking forty. <laughs> They have the they have the they have Hitchbot doing gang signs and shit. They got Hitchbot got a J hanging off and shit. Just... <laughs> he's, he's got a tear tattoo down. He's got a he's got a bandana that covers the top half of his eyes. <laughs> Orderly Holmes. It's sitting there with a fucking like little taco truck. With... <laughs> Hitchbot, why do you talk like that? I've seen some shit. <laughs> San Diego would have went crazy for. Oh him. yeah. Oh dude, dude, if it went there at during Comic Con. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> if anyone tried to hurt it, the geeks would fucking oh, destroy him. <laughs> but uh, that, I mean, that's the truth, and I don't know why it's somebody like taking it to like Hall H, <laughs> right? I don't know why it's like that, but it seems like the closer you are to the coast in America, the more progressive and and What's you could that? even say strange yeah. um, the society is. It's I more think, diverse. I, I think because of the fact that you know it's the the coastal cities are more uh, of a melting pot. Yeah, you're getting more influence from other cultures and stuff like that. Because because the closer you get to the middle is Americana. Like that's the the how America was in the 50s. Not everywhere, but you know. 
And I'm, I, not, I'm not trying to bad mouth people. I, and I think it would actually have done well going through like the Midwest. Because you yeah. have more people there that are more like... Well, the Midwest, everybody tends to be kind of nice. Yeah. And like, you know, they're, they're the... I'm... Oh, I heard about this on the internet. Let's take a picture. Let's, you know, drive yeah. wherever we're going or what have you. Yeah. I mean, but there are... In like any country, there are places of America that you might not want to travel. <laughs> right. You know? And you might not want to bring your social experiment <laughs> robot to. Right. <laughs> Or at least make it more well armed. And whoever dropped Hitchbot, Hitchbot off in downtown Philly knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> you should have known, but you drop him off at the next town. You know, over. when he was the reason he was going, he was like, "Shit, I need to go through faster through Philadelphia." All right, sorry, Hitchbot, you way too much <laughs> dragging my car down. I need to get through. <laughs> I can almost guarantee. I can almost guarantee it was kids. Oh yeah, I, it's those same kids that when you when you leave a TV by the dumpster, they have to smash it. Yeah, because they're cool that way. Yeah, I saw some because they have such tiny dicks that they have to <laughs> they have to overcompensate somehow. I put um, I there was a TV up by the dumpster once. There's always in my complex. There's always a TV because people, you know, they get a little bit of change and they're replacing the tube TVs. Right. And um, <laughs> TVs. I went out. I was leaving for work, and there was this kid. We call him ankle bracelet kid because <laughs> he had an ankle bracelet once. I call him that to his face, by the way. Oh wow! I don't know his name. He never. I asked him once. He didn't tell me. I said, "Okay, your ankle bracelet, kid." And that's what I call him. I, I say ankle bracelet. And <laughs> and I was like, he's just smash. He's by himself, and he's smashing a TV. And I go, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Smashing a TV. What's it look like?" I'm doing it. Like it looks like you're de evolving in front of my <laughs> eyes. Go read a book, you fucking retard. He was like, what? <laughs> he, told, he told his mom. This is a while ago. I almost just moved here. And he, t- he told his mom that I called him I called him a name, but I guess he didn't understand because I say retard. I don't say retard. No. Oh, right. And um, and she goes, um, my son said you could. And she tried to be real, you know, all five feet of her, tried to be real fucking buff about it. Uh, my son said you called him a name. What did you call him? I said uh, retard or better known as retard. It means stupid moron <laughs> and she's like how dare i'm like your son's out here smashing a tv getting glass everywhere why don't you put that kid on a leash <laughs> i'm such an asshole nobody talks to me here the only people who like me are the people from africa they fucking love me and you know why because i help them like yeah. if they're carrying something i'll walk over there and go let me help you out because no one ever wants to talk to the muslims from africa Oh, yeah. Everybody, especially in Arizona, because mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, Muslims, you know, so they don't talk to them. I love those fucking people. Nicest people you ever fucking meet. <laughs> but the uh, the Americans here, I don't, fucking, I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Born and raised here, dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> so we're about that life. That's right. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to recommend a This Bitch for the podcast, please recommend it to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using hashtag This Bitch, or even just go to our Facebook page and uh, set it up there. We'll be able to. Uh, and then if you know, if there's, we'll just choose from there. So uh, if you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Once you subscribe, you'll automatically receive all our podcast content, two shows twice a week it's it just it doesn't get any simpler than that that's really it and what do we want comments yay where do we where do we want them itunes stitcher and wherever else you get the show hit the website up there were some comments on there too we've actually been getting some pretty good comments lately 
Um, and, and, you know, I know it sounds cheesy, but it does, you know, I like when Steve sends me a text to work. Yeah, we got that comment. I'm like, yeah, it just lets me know at least one person is listening. <laughs> I know. Cause you know, it, it's, it's one of those that, and like the comments we've been getting are telling us, you know, that certain shows are becoming their favorite, like our Star Trek one, especially. And I, I, and I, I really believe like for our Star Trek show, it's because we're having so much fun doing it. Yeah. It's coming off on to other people that are enjoying the show. So it helps us, and if if you like, go, hey, you know what? This one kind of goes a bit long, or we really want to hear more of that. Or here's another thing too: if you guys want us to talk more about other things, send us shit, send us news, send us like, hey, you know, I saw this. You guys, this I thought this would be good for you guys to talk about. Do it. Yeah, you're just making our life easier when you send us shit. Yeah, you're making our life easier, and we're also real. We're, we'll understand more of what you guys want to hear, and that's really what it's about. So if you have ideas, concepts, things like that, just send it to us. And we have so many ways for you guys to get it to us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Snapchat, <laughs> uh, all under the, the moniker, the Lazy Geeks, one word. Uh, just, you know, do it. It helps us out and yeah, it makes our life a lot easier. And you'll enjoy it more. If you just want to send us uh, a treat to Snap, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> um... We also have an email, of course, for those longer messages, those love letters that are, you know, written by candlelight that I guess transposed to a computer and sent Hello. digitally. <laughs> Hello. Oh, what is it? What is it? I'm writing you a four-page letter. Some <laughs> fucking Aaliyah. <laughs> now I'm sad because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Send us a fucking email. Um, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> please. All right. That is it for this week's edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.